This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 126 of the Dressage Radio Show, brought to you with the generous support of Kentucky Performance Products and Horseshow.com. I'm Chris Stafford and welcome to another episode of the Dressage Radio Show where we in the States are celebrating a fantastic result at the Pan American Games. I'm joined by Endel Otz, who's going to be my co-host this week. And Endel was shortlisted for the Pan American Games team, so went through the training camp with them. Endel, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you very much. I'm glad to be back. Well, what a fantastic result in Guadalajara. We've, we left the recording of this as late as we could so that we could get those results in. It could not have been better for the States, could it? No, no, that's great. I just texted all of them and sent them all Facebook messages saying congratulations. That's really, really cool. And uh, Anne and everybody, I'm sure they're celebrating big time down there. And they certainly should be celebrating big time down there. Of course, an, an amazing result for everybody involved. We took not only the team gold, but also the uh, individual uh, gold and silver and bronze. Uh, you know, this this is the kind of result that dreams are made of, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's, it's very cool. I mean, but that's what Anne said over there. She said that, that uh, you know, in every single meeting we had, she said this is like the dream team. She said it was so cool, you know, every horse and rider combination that she had there. Um, she said she was just so happy. And, and um, of course, with the riders and the quality of horses, she said that, uh, you know, she's just really, really, really motivated by uh, uh, how good and, and uh, um, you know, everybody worked together and, and how good the training and horses look. Well, just to recap, because we're going to talk in more detail, Endel, about this, uh, for those of you who have not been following it as closely as we have, the gold medal went to Stefan Peters with uh, Weltino's Magic, silver medal went to Heather Blitz and Paragon, and Marissa Festerling with Big Time took the bronze medal. So that was the one, two, three, gold, silver, bronze in the individual, and the team gold, of course, which included Cesar Parau with Grandioso as well that made up the team medal. So uh, a total queen, clean sweep, uh, Endel. I'm st- I, I mean, I know they went down there with big expectations, but, you know, to come back with all the medals that they went for is extraordinary, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, we, everybody thought that it was a possibility and everybody was hoping for it, but, you know, you never you never really want to say it. And, and um, I think that uh, before we went, everybody was trying to keep their, you know, uh, uh, you know feet on the ground and, and really stick to business. But, uh, but absolutely, it seemed like it worked out super. It certainly did. And we're going to hear, obviously, from the riders when they get back to the States, but I know that the champagne bottles will be, I think the champagne will be flowing tonight. The margaritas. The margaritas. <laughs> and I do know that our friend Heather Blitz does like a, a margarita, but what a fantastic result for all of them. They well deserve the celebrations down there. We're going to just go through that competition, Endel, in just a second. We'll start with the team results, as I said, that went to the U.S. with a, a fantastic uh, result there, and then uh, Canada and Colombia uh, took the other medals in that order. 
But uh, let me just uh, remind you about one of our sponsors here that make this show possible, and that is, of course, Equestrian Collections, because the full season is upon us, and it's time to start thinking about your horse's blanket again. Perhaps it's time for a new one. Well, Equestrian Collections has an extensive range of blankets for all weather conditions, from the popular horsewear choices of Amigo, Rhino, and Rambo models for turning out. When it gets colder, your horse will be ready with a brand new blanket from Equestrian Collections. And if you use coupon code HRN at the checkout, you'll get $10 off your next order of $100 or more. Equestrian Collections is a participating retailer of the Horse World Gives Back campaign. Well, Endel Lutz is with me. Endel, you enjoyed the training camp. That in itself is a great honor and a wonderful experience for you. I mean, you, you must have had a wonderful time. Oh, it was it was a lot of fun. Actually, I, I, I celebrated my birthday up there, and it was uh, we had a party at Cesar's place, and oh, it was so much fun, you know, to hang out with with all these, you know, big trainers and stuff, and and they're all just, you know, really cool people, and to you know be with Anne and and Stefan, Heather, Cesar, Marissa, it was it was a lot of fun. Everybody was very welcoming and 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 really really cool. Well, that was obviously at um, the team training camp in uh, Gladstone, New Jersey. How, how long were you there altogether, Endel? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I broke up for a second. Uh, yes, I was just saying that the training camp was in Gladstone, New Jersey. So how long were you there in training? Um, well, I right after Gladstone, I was up there for a month um, at Tilka Rambaugh's barn, and um, we were I was there for yeah, I was I think about a month after Gladstone. Um, but the training camp only lasted about uh, ten days or so before the horses left for Mexico. So um, you know, right after um, you know, I think the first or second of October, we all came together um, at uh, a Sixteen Hands Farm, um, just a little bit down the road from uh, Gladstone. We all you know started working there, had our dog and. Um, you know, had help from Anne every day on the horses, and uh, it was uh, it was really really cool. And we did some, um, you know, team exercises, and and um, you know, really hung out and got to know each other, and uh, yeah, it was great. Great experience for you, of course, and uh, that will all stand you in good stead for the future. And then watching them all take off for Mexico, uh, knowing that there was always a chance that you might have been called upon if something had happened to one of those that were ahead of you on the team. Um, so I guess there's always that in the back of your mind thinking, you know, I just might make it. Yeah, I mean, I really didn't think about that so much. I was just really, really, I mean, I really never thought about that. I was just so excited to be there and, and to be a part of that group. And, and um, you know, if, if anything, I, I, I you know, I, I was just, it was just so much fun, you know, I mean, and to go through that experience and be out there and, um, you know, everybody was really, really welcoming. And, and I, I really, I never, I mean, all the horses were super sound and really great and none had any issues. So, I mean, my hope was actually that all those horses that were in front of me went and and you know go down there and did a good job i was super happy with my standing and where i was in there well that's terrific so you bade them very well they flew off from new jersey via um houston to get to or dallas wasn't it to get to uh, guadalajara in mexico when the riders went via houston of course through the usoc processing and obviously you know this is this this was an interesting team in that so None of them had actually had done an, um, a Pan Am Games on that on the American team before. Um, if we look at Stefan, of course, he's done everything except Pan American t- uh, games. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it was Heather's debut on the team, as it was for Marissa. And, of course, uh, Cesapara had been uh, on the Colombian team, but that now he's a Native American. Now he's you know, a citizen of the, uh, of, of the U.S., of course. This was his first time on the U.S. team as well. So a very interesting combination and a dream team. It turned out to be a dream come true for everybody. Let's talk about that dressage uh, team Grand Prix that took place at the beginning of the week on Sunday of last week, I should say. And they kick off with that team. And uh, the discard score actually was uh, Cesar Parar with Grandiosa. He scored a 69.526. Big time with uh, Marissa Festerling. She came in with 72.026. Heather with Paragon, 75.105. And Stefan Peters with uh, Veltino's Magic of 80.132. So a convincing win for that team. And in second place, though, a good second place finish for the Canadian team. And all of uh, Thomas Vorek, uh, Crystal Crutch, Tina Irwin, and Roberta Bing-Morris there. And and, um, Tom... Vorak actually came close to the medals in the individual as well, but they needed that for qualifications for the London Olympics, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely, and and I mean that's what you know that's what I heard their goals were, and and that's what they wanted, and and uh, you know they certainly achieved that. They certainly did, so they can be very pleased uh, with that mission accomplished. And in the bronze medal position, Colombia, they won the bronze. Uh, that was Marco Bernal with farewell. Constanzo Jaramillo with uh, Wakana and Juan Mauricio Sanchez with First Fisherman and uh, Maria Ines Garcia with Beckham. So third place to the Colombian team. That uh, It must be uh, quite interesting, actually, for Cesar watching his fellow Colombians in the bronze medal position up on the podium as well. Um, so there were, in fact, a total of 12 teams that competed um, and you know, we've obviously all the South American um, nations. Mexico came in first, fourth, I should say. Brazil, then the Dominican, and then Venezuela, uh, Guatemala, and, uh, and the rest followed. I think that was uh, uh, Chile, and Portugal, and uh, Ecuador. So quite a, <clears throat> you know, quite a good to have a team. In fact, of those lower orders, the last two teams, they only had three riders, but it was the best three that count on the team, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so great to have, you know, such a, a wide variety of countries that come out there and show and, and, and you know, come together in, you know, a sport like this. And I think it's really hard to have, uh, especially for the Pan Am Games. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really good. Well, of course, with the, with the order of go, too, that, that has to be decided, obviously, between everyone concerned who, who goes first. And I think uh, it was decided that Cesar would be first to go and then Marissa was second and then Heather, and then Stefan. So we were sort of building up to that big finish in which, uh, uh, of course, Stefan topped the leaderboard as well individually. And then they go through to the I-1 uh, endel. To, uh, that, that was the next stage for the individuals to go through to the I-1, which took place uh, just two days ago. Mm-hmm. Yep, they, they they went forward to that, and and uh, um, I, they all did did really really well there. I mean, um, you know, Marissa and 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 um, uh, Heather had you know super clean, really really good rides, and of course Stefan, uh, it's, it's really good showing for them. 
it was and in the topping that uh, classification then because that was the top 25 that go through from the team competition to the I1. Stefan, as we know, headed that with uh, Veltina's Magic on 78.079, followed by Heather with Paragon 77.184 and third place uh, Marissa Festeling with Big Time on 74.316. The Canadian's top rider, Tom Vorek with uh, Viva Saliera W was 73.079, so he was uh, chasing them there for the medals. And that, interestingly, that is part of the final score, isn't it, Endel, that goes through to the uh, freestyle that's combined with the average from the freestyle to give the total score, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's all combined, so it all counts. So uh, I think uh, it shows uh, you know the best ones. Uh, um, everything matters. Everything really did matter, and uh, I I did hear that Heather was less pleased with herself after Paragon's ride on um, in the in the I one. She blamed herself for just missing a few things, but uh, all in all, I think it was extremely satisfying for all three of them, obviously, to be in the top three. And uh, she did feel that she was absolutely ready for the freestyle and certainly proved it. Apparently, she brought the house down at the freestyle. But we, So we're going to talk a little bit about that in just a second. But before we get to that, I want to remind you about one of our sponsors here on the Dressage Radio Show, and that is Horseshow.com. Horseshow.com offers two kinds of shows, the popularity classes and the judge shows. Entries to a judge show are evaluated by a U.S. Equestrian Federation or FEI licensed judge, and all entrants receive a complete scorecard from the judge along with their comments about the performance. Entries in the popularity classes are viewed by the entire online community. Everyone can watch the entries and submit their own scorecard to place the class. It's a bit like American Idol for Horses, where your friends and family get to vote on their favorite performance. You can find out more about how to compete without even leaving home by going online to horseshow.com and taking part anytime. That's horseshow.com. Well, Endel Otz is with me uh, go reviewing the Pan American Games uh, results down there in Guadalajara, Mexico, which comes to a conclusion now. And uh, not before, of course, the eventers and the show jumpers do their own thing too. But for our purposes here on the Dressage Radio Show, it was an amazing result for the American team. So as we said, Endel, that free, the freestyle score, I mean, although that is a class in itself, it also carries forward the average from the I-1. Explain to our listeners exactly how that works, Endel. Um, well, um, I, I think there's, uh, you know, the, the percentage from the freestyle is uh, greater than, than uh, the percentage from the I-1, and you, you know, combine them together, and um, so, uh, you know, of course, it's a combination of both of them that uh, uh, sets up the individual medals. Right, and we should point out then that when they get to the intermediate, in, into the freestyle, after doing their I-1, they carry forward that score. And the scores themselves of the freestyle today, they were pretty extraordinary. And I'm going to just run through those because all three of our riders broke the 80 barrier. Uh, first of all, Marissa Festling. With, huge. Yes, huge. Absolutely. With the 80.775 was her freestyle today. And she has to be thrilled with that, with a score of 80.775 for her freestyle. Oh, absolutely. I mean, who, who who couldn't be happy with an 80? I think that I think I heard that she said that's her career best on that horse for for uh, that level freestyle. 
Is it really? Yes, that, 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 that must be a, a test to remember for her. So taking forward her I1 score and her freestyle, her total average then finished up at 77.545. That was her closing score. That is the score on which the final of the, the, the medals are decided. So then Paragon apparently came in and took the uh, crowd by storm. They um, really, really stole the show there with uh, Heather and, and as he had been doing apparently all week. Now, his score for the freestyle alone was 86.650, Endel. Oh, I, that's, it's an amazing freestyle. I mean, when, when I watch it over there, at uh, uh, when they practice, even just practicing a little bit of the walk work and trot work over in uh, New Jersey, I mean, it's just breathtaking to watch you know, Heather and, and Paragon ride that horse. I mean, it's just unbelievable. A wonderful, wonderful freestyle program she has for him. Really fits him. Of course, uh, our listeners will will be familiar with Paragon. He, as Heather's been co-hosting the show now right from the start, They'll have followed Paragon's story and uh, what a story it has become. And he has now, I think, over 1,300 fans on his uh, Facebook page. And he has actually more, more fans than Heather after this, uh, Endel. So <laughs> it just shows how... Oh, I have... Uh, that's extraordinary, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I, oh, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, I think, you know, I mean, the horses, are, they're so nice to have them. It's our heroes, you know, I mean just like uh you know those old race horses are i think it's uh it's really nice to see people you know going for that and and you know all of us as riders really recognize it that you know while we do a lot of work uh, the horses do the most work in the in the tests and in the freestyles and throughout the career well he certainly has a lot of fans around the world and i should uh, uh, explain that that of course 86.650 was for her freestyle but her total average for the two competition, for the two classes there, was 81.917. And so then Stefan came in with Valtino's Magic. His freestyle score, he was the last to go in the freestyle, and his freestyle score was within a point of Heather. I mean, she was that, they were that close, and he finished with 87.300. And that was for his freestyle, and then his total of the two classes was 82.690. So really within a point, those two, um, nose to nose, uh, right to the wire. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, same as Gladstone. I mean, those guys just duking it out and, uh, you know, two world-class riders. It's very, very cool to, uh, uh, I think, uh, uh, to have it like that and both on the U.S. team. Uh, so that's really, really great. And yeah, and what promise for the future too, Endel, to you know have all the club, including your horse, of course, Heather Mason as well, of course, with Warsteiner was uh, in the training camp with you. I mean, we have such a great rider horse and rider combinations coming along now. Um, very, very exciting for the future. But I can just imagine the atmosphere. You know, apparently that was sold out there for in, in the Guadalajara Country Club for that freestyle at evening performance down there in Mexico and you know it, it is always a great atmosphere isn't it when you come to the freestyle both in the small tour and the and the big tour 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, you know, everybody, everybody loves to freestyle. And I think that you can, you know, really, really show, show your horse there and show your personality and your horse's personality. And, and, um, it's, uh, I think a really, really great way to demonstrate to some people who don't know the dressage sport so well, how beautiful it is. Um, you know, sometimes in the normal tests, it's, it's really amazing to, to, uh, you know, dressage people, but freestyles, I think it, it really shows the world how, how cool of a sport this is. Well, it certainly has gained in popularity, obviously, since uh, the, the music, freestyle to music was introduced. It really has done wonders for the sport. And, and I understand that, as I said, it was a sold-out crowd down there in Guadalajara. And what an atmosphere that would have been, especially if you were supporting the U.S. team, Endel. I bet you wish you had been there just to uh, fly the flag. Oh, absolutely. I, I, you can only bring two trunks with them. And I was joking with somebody. I said, you, I'll just fit in one of those trunks and I'll wear my U.S. jacket. I'd be happy to come there, too. But I think uh, I, Caroline probably would have killed me to be. I was already gone for two months from down here doing all this stuff. So she might have killed me if I was gone any longer. <laughs> All right. Well, I do uh, just want to let everybody know about the judging there, the grand jury down in, in Guadalajara there. The, um, uh, the the grand jury composed, of course, of five judges at this level. And that was uh, for the Argentina, um, Gabriel Armando. For France, Rafael Salah. Stephen Clark from Great Britain. Lilo Four from the USA. And Cara Whittam from Canada. So five judges deciding on where those medals went ultimately. And as I said, one, two, three could not have been better for the U.S. And we will get to talk to some of these riders when they get back here. But I think there'll be quite a bit of celebrating before they... We're probably all the way home, Endel, don't you think? Oh, uh, absolutely. I think they will be recuperating from their celebration on that uh, on that long flight home. <laughs> they will, because when they get back here, um, the horses have to go into quarantine for just two or three days, hopefully no longer than that. They might be out within 24 hours, I think. It doesn't take long, does it, if everything's cleared okay, their blood work's okay? No, I usually the blood work is fine, and then you know you just have uh, a couple of days in quarantine, and and uh, I think uh, I think everybody's pretty much uh, looking forward to getting back to business as usual, and and all their other horses are probably missing them and thinking they're retired and stuff already. So uh, <laughs> they'll probably all be waiting for them when they get home. Well, you know, you mentioned yourself that you had been away for two months, and I know Heather the same. She's been away for many, many weeks, and Marissa the same. There's a lot of sacrifices that the riders make and their connections, the businesses that they run. That's an awful lot of sacrifice to make the team, to what you have to leave behind in order to pursue that dream. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a lot of sacrifice, I think. But I mean, we we can't complain about it so much. I I think you know to to have a chance to make it on the team as an alternate or anything, it's uh, um, you know it's really really worth it. And um, you know I am really really lucky because I have uh, you know Caroline and stuff willing to work these horses when I'm gone, and our working student Amy Shearbeek. Um, and uh, I uh, yeah. She's right here making fun of me right now. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's really great. We have a lot of people standing behind us and, and helping us, and, and uh, I don't think any one of us will ever complain about the sacrifice that we have to do. It's, it's 100% worth it. Now, did you do anything for yourself for your personal fitness uh, or do anything different with your regime at all, Endel, knowing that you've been shortlisted for, for the Pan American Games team? Did, did that alter your personal program? 
You know, um, no, you know, because I was gone um, from, away from home and not riding so many horses. Um, I, you know, I always I have a, a, a couple really nice uh, like horseman's notebooks that I like to read and and um, you know go over different quotes and things like that. Um, uh, fitness wise, I mean, because I was gone so long and it drove me a little crazy not to be on a horse. I mean, I joined a gym for a month and you know, of course, went there every day. Um, so I mean, that, that that's more I think for my mental health than, than anything else. I really, I like to work and like to do stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, pretty much, uh, I still had horses at her barn that, that I could ride too. So I wasn't, uh, I, I wasn't going too stir crazy. I mean, a little bit, but, uh, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. I think a lot of waiting and, and, uh, um, stuff like that. Absolutely. Well, let, uh, obviously, uh, the rest of the team will be coming back and going home and, and regrouping, I'm sure, and for their future campaign. And that, for most of them, will include either California for Marissa, but uh, maybe also Florida. When she was on the show, she indicated she might come over to Florida. And I, and I know, of course, Heather lives down there anyway. And, and Cesar, now, will you be going down for the Winter Equestrian Festival for the circuit down there? This winter, Endel. Um, well, actually, um, uh, I'm already down here, and I'm down here full time. I, uh, Caroline Rothman and I, we are opening up a barn, a brand new facility in uh, Wellington, right next to the uh, West Showgrounds and stuff. And um, uh, so we're down here all the time, and um, uh, you know, so yeah, we're all down here for all the horse shows. So it's been really, really cool, and it's been a lot of fun. Oh well, I hadn't realized that. When did you relocate then? Well, um, after I came back from, from Germany, from Hubertus, um, I, uh, uh, I got a call to, to ride Toscano and, um, I, I, you know, came back to the States and, uh, you know, started working with Lars in, um, Loxahatchee. Um, I, and I had been friends with Caroline for a long time and I called her and talked to her about her experiences with Lars and, um, she, you know, couldn't say enough nice things about him and, and his training and his work ethic and, and, you know, of course his show record and medals speak for themselves. But, um, so I went down here and then um i was you know of course down here and and uh, uh staying at caroline's house to have a spare bedroom in there and you know we just got along really really great as as friends and we started to uh you know jump on each other's horses and help each other out and uh then uh you know the rest is history so i think uh, i think it'll be a lot of fun and we're both really excited about starting it out well, terrific. What a dynamic business between the two of you, two young um, aspiring talents there. So you'll be permanently based down there. That'll be very convenient for the Florida circuit then. So full steam ahead for you then, Endel. Oh, yeah, that's that's the plan. We're, we're all excited. I'm looking out over the barn right now, and uh, they're just laying the sod, and, and I think they have to paint it, and we'll all be ready to go. Terrific. So how many horses do you have down there then between you? Oh, I don't even know off the top of my head. Don't ask me that. I just, you know, <laughs> jump on one after the other. So we, we, we have uh, we have uh, enough horses, but uh, we we do have a couple uh, a couple spots for some more. And um, so I think I think it should be going well. I mean, I, I spoke to Stefan and and Heather a little bit about you know Caroline and our plan, just because it's always nice I think to you know talk to your peers and and everything. And it was such a great opportunity, um, you know, at the team thing to uh, to talk about that and ask their opinion. And, and both of them thought it was such a cool idea, you know, to have, um, you know, two young professionals that get along well together and, and work well together to, to start out an adventure like that. And they said, you know, they, they thought that it would be, you know, it's 
you know, a good, good uh, opportunity. And then also, you know, maybe an example for some other, you know, young professionals too, that you don't always, you know, it's always nice to have a team and a team atmosphere, you know, and, and you find the right person that you can work with and, and, you know, see every day. And, and it's, uh, it's, I think it should work out really well. Yes. And you get that sort of camaraderie, that support for one another. And it, yeah, I'd imagine it would be quite a good fit and a good way to start a business when you're a young professional. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's always nice to have, uh, you know, a shoulder to lean on and, and someone to talk to about, uh, you know, different issues and, and, you know, different things that come up in the sport. And, and you know, when I have an idea or maybe I have a question on a horse and, and um, you know, Caroline's right there. I mean, she'll jump on. I'll jump on hers. And, and uh, it's, it's it's really nice. I mean, you know, she has, uh, you know, coached me at some shows and I've helped her out a little bit too. And, um, you know, it, it works out really well. And it's it just, you know, this no no egos involved if she does well i'm happy if i do well she's happy it's 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 really 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 great i mean uh, of course we're very competitive and and of course when you know when we're in the same class both of us want to win but you know if the other person wins hey it's 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 just as good that's terrific well obviously a lot to look forward to for both of you then with uh, heading into the winter season down there in florida we'll um, we'll have to keep uh, checking in with you endel as the season unfolds because no doubt you have both have big ambitions for next year too because you're both on a roll right now aren't you Oh, oh, absolutely. I think, uh, I think it should be, it should work out really well. Um, yeah, I just, uh, 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 the, the only thing that, that, uh, I did lose was that the Toscano horse, uh, the owners wanted to bring him home after, after Gladstone, and that was a little bit of a deal that we had. Um, so I, I did lose a ride on that horse, but, uh, we have a bunch of, you know, really, really good up and coming young horses that, uh, I think uh, I, I think we'll do very well in the Young Horse Championships and then also for, for you know, FEI Sport as well. Well, good for you, and we'll keep up with you and with Caroline Rothman down there in Wellington over the winter. And uh, that just about wraps it up. But before uh, we go this week, I do have a reading for you, and this reading this week is going to be from Riding Towards the Light by Paul Balasic. And uh, that is published by Alan's. We'll put a link, of course, on our website to this reading. So let's hear from our first reading from this book by Paul Balasic. The Seat A long creek flows in and out of high shale cliffs along small beaches of grey sand and gravel. In some places, the gorges are over 100 feet deep. This old creek moves through the Tuscarora Indian Reservation on its way into one of the Great Lakes. A brown, smooth farm road follows the creek for half a mile before the water turns hard into one of the high shale banks, spinning off into the dark shade as the road trails off into a rugged stand of pine trees. It was on that dirt road, bordering the creek and a fertile cornfield, that my first real introduction to the seat took place. A couple of days before, in a library, I had found a copy of a book on dressage by an Englishman, Henry Winmalin. I had already been riding for a number of years, both in the American Western style and the English hunt style adapted by Federico Caprilli, the Italian founder of the forward seat. Winmalin's book fascinated me. He described the possibility of sitting on a horse in a way that a rider could follow every movement and be practically glued to the horse without relying on grip. I was mesmerized. No one had ever told me anything about this kind of riding. It seemed mystical. 
The descriptions of the horse's various movements were incredible. I took Wynne Merlin's book and one of the two horses that my family owned at the time and went off to the road. It was a clear day. I had a flat, smooth English saddle, a typical old hunting type, with no padding beneath the skirt and built on a tree of a very flat contour. It felt like I was sitting on a wooden plank. I took the stirrups off and began to walk, then trot. The horse seemed to be trotting too fast and I kept sliding from one side to the other. Even though the road was perfectly straight, I could not keep my balance. Time after time I would slip so far over that I had to grab the horse's mane and pull myself up straight. The horse became nervous from all my wrestling and clutching. We continued in this fashion up and down the road again and again. The sun fired overhead as the trail of our dust rose above us, up and then down again. Whenever my legs shook uncontrollably from exhaustion, I would stop and read Win Malin, searching for a clue in the writing, and then I would try again. My legs were rubbed raw and began to bleed. I kept at it. I became angry with myself, but still I continued until complete frustration took over. Finally, it was no use. It was just too painful. When I had started, at least I could stay on for a little while. Now I was falling off every few strides. I had to stop. I was furious with Win Malin. I looked at the black and white photographs of this frail-looking old man sitting to the trot. I thought it was a hoax. Exaggeration. Rotten exaggeration. This old man beyond his prime, sitting there giving us fictitious images... Yet even when my rage with Win Mailing was at its highest, I knew one thing. Somehow, deep inside, I felt, although I didn't even have one microscopic piece of evidence, that Win Mailing wasn't a liar. Somehow, the old master had set the hook. I told myself that whatever it took, I would get this seat thing. I would master it. It is midnight and there is an early autumn storm in southern Pennsylvania. The rain is solid and feels even colder because we are leaving Pennsylvania and what has been, for my new wife and me, our first home together, as well as our horse business. The lights of the stable reflect in prisms of moisture in the driveway. Our horses are loaded on the lorry. The motor is running. Occasionally, they stamp a little nervously. There is the immediate pressure to get going. One of our best friends is there to help. It seems sad to leave. Why I don't have more doubts about this move, I am not sure. The dogs are crated in the car which my wife will drive. If all goes well, sometime in the next day, we will arrive at our destination, a piece of land we have bought in the Adirondack Mountains. It is raining harder. There is nothing more to do. We have to go. At college, I studied horse management as part of a pre-veterinary course and in the riding school, rode as part of an equitation program. In the summers, I gained more horse experience by working on various farms. And after I graduated, I tried to work with as many different types of horse as I could. Carriage horses, polo ponies, hunters, and at racehorse studs, and in event and dressage stables. The girl I married was also involved with horses. We worked together and eventually rented a stable and started our own business. I began teaching. 
we also both exercised and trained horses. If I could find good dressage instructors, then I tried to have lessons, but they were rare and expensive. I read everything I could find about horsemanship and dressage. By this time, I had spent so many hours practicing riding without stirrups that the seat seemed much less foreign to me. However, I kept at it. I wasn't anywhere near satisfied, even though I could now stay on some difficult horses. My wife and I worked hard, and things began to improve. I was lecturing on horsemanship at a local college and teaching 20 to 30 hours of private lessons during the week. This left less and less time for my own riding. I couldn't believe it. Here I was running my own horse business, something I had always wanted so badly, but it could just as easily be any business. It was always business. Years before, in college, I had hunted up the Adirondack Mountains with a friend. I loved those mountains. My friend lived there, so I asked him to look for a piece of land. One day in the winter, he called me. He had found a perfect place, and it was cheap. I went to see it and bought it. I thought we could start again, small, reshape the business, and ride. I didn't want to teach. I had too much to study. I just wanted to ride all of the time. As I started to drive away from the Pennsylvania stable, I wasn't sure if I would ever see this great horse country again. We survived the night with no breakdowns, and I was convinced this was a good omen. In mid-morning, a little caravan drove through the small village of Ironville, where less than 50 people lived. It was still a couple of miles to the farm. The air here seemed so much drier, and in every direction we could see the peaks of mountains. I was excited. Finally, we arrived. We turned the horses out into a wire-fenced paddock, they moved off a little unsteadily into the knee-deep grass. The other pasture land would still have to be reclaimed and permanently fenced. There was not even a barn. The house was falling into two feet of water in the basement. I had cut some trees on a previous visit. They were trucked and milled. Now a fresh pile of lumber lay stacked in the dooryard. It would only take me time. I looked at my wife. I wasn't sure what she was feeling. This extract is taken from Riding Towards the Light, An Apprenticeship in the Art of Dressage Riding by Paul Belasic and published by J.A. Allen in 1990. Well, as I said, that uh, about wraps it up for this week. I want to remind you all about the Equestrian Legends show, which is on equestrianlegends.com and on iTunes. And also keep sending us your suggestions for great partnerships. I love to hear from you. And if you're under 20 years of age and like, would like to report on your show anywhere in the world, we would love to hear from you. And all, as always, our show notes are on dressageradio.com and you can also download the podcast at iTunes. They're permanently archived there, so you can go back and listen to previous episodes too. Well, lots of excitement this week in the American camp. As I said, a huge congratulations to the American team for winning the gold medal in the Pan American Games and also for the gold, silver and the bronze medal. What a fantastic result. Endel, it's been great to have you on the show with me and to reflect on such a victorious week for the American dressage team. Yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure, and, and uh, you know, I 
congratulations to all you guys and Anne and Stefan and Heather and Marissa, Cesar, everybody. That's really, really cool. And, and uh, I think the, the whole country's proud of you. Absolutely. Well, Star Spangled Banner will be playing, the champagne corks will be flying, and we will bring you, <laughs> we will bring you more of uh, these riders' re- re- remarks, of course. Get them on the show here, not least of all Heather, of course, is a regular on the Restage Radio show, so we'll look forward to having her on when she gets back to the States and the other riders too. Well, that wraps it up for this week. I will be back, of course, at the same time, same place next week. So until then, thank you all for listening.